You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. For this episode's guide and resources, please visit podpros.com slash 213. And now let's get to the episode. Hello, I am Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and I'm going to share with you how I made $37,000 on a podcast with 28 listeners. So what do you need for a successful podcast? The first question comes down to, what is a successful podcast for you? A lot of people, when they're thinking about a successful podcast, they're thinking of you know, someone like Joe Rogan. They're thinking about a million downloads or sponsors, you know, national companies, Nike giving you all this money like you're an NBA star. And yes, that is a way to have a successful podcast. That requires editing and marketing and all kinds of stuff that maybe you have and maybe you don't. If you have all that stuff, cool. This is not the video for you. But if you don't have all that stuff, if you're like everyone else who doesn't have a multi-thousand dollar budget per episode to create a production, I'm going to talk to you about a different form of success for a podcast. Your podcast can be an amazing platform to meet the people you need to meet and connect with them and learn from them. So back in 2021, my podcast, The Guy Who Knows a Guy, was a tool that allowed me to make tens of thousands of dollars in spite of the fact that most of the episodes don't get more than 100 downloads because of the connections I was able to make on that show. So why do people come on a podcast like that? Why do they come on a podcast without asking how many people are there? We're going to get to that in a moment. People love to talk. They like to share their story. They like to share their knowledge. They like to have conversations. And by having a podcast, you have that additional credibility of someone who's gone that extra step. You're not saying, hey, yeah, I want to talk and and uh, chat and see maybe we can work together somehow. What the heck does that mean? But if you say, I'd love to have you come on my show, there's a structure. You've set something up. You've built a show for them to be on. You're not just some schmo trying to sell them something. You've actually got that credibility of being a podcaster. Even if you're not a big podcaster with a big following, you've got that credibility. So how did I make tens of thousands of dollars from this podcast? A few things. One is that I met the person who would become the first client of the program I was going to launch. Oh, did I mention that when I was doing this, I didn't even have an offer. I had nothing to sell. So six, eight months later, one of the people who was on the show would become one of my first clients when I did launch a program. He introduced me to my second, third, and fourth clients. And so that's where the revenue came from directly. But additionally, I had dozens of amazingly successful people who had incredible advice come on the show and teach me what the heck I needed to do to get a business going and actually monetize it. These are these are people who really know what they're doing. These are people, if I hired them to coach me, would have charged maybe $1,000, $2,000 an hour for a private coaching session. But on a podcast, they were happy to share very similar knowledge. And in fact, sometimes I would ask them, well, in my situation, I've got XYZ. What do you think about that? And they say, oh, well, for your situation, boom, now I'm getting private coaching. But the reason I was able to get the private coaching is because it was on a show. And this wasn't me cheating the system. I wasn't tricking them into being like, oh, yeah, come on to my podcast. This isn't like inviting a band to perform in your basement for your friends for exposure. Because the exposure is real 
even if it's to a small audience. A lot of very successful coaches have very valuable programs, high ticket programs. The right one person could hire them for $5,000, $10,000, $20,000. So even if your podcast is only heard by 20, 30, 40 people, one of those people might be that one person they need to meet. It's not about getting on a show with $100,000. In fact, I've been on shows as a guest that have hundreds of thousands of downloads. And on some of those, I haven't gotten much engagement. Nobody buys, nobody downloads my, my lead magnet, my freebie. Nobody gets on my list. Nobody contacts me. Then I got on another show that's got 20 listeners, 30, 40, and 10 of them get on my email list and two or three of them get on my calendar. So you never know what the results are going to be. And your potential guests understand that it's not about the audience. In fact, no one has ever asked me, no, excuse me, no one who I want to have on my show has ever asked me how big is your audience before getting on the show. Sometimes I'll ask just curious, oh, just curious, so how, how big is your audience? And I'll say, I don't know, like 50 an episode. They'd be like, cool. Hopefully one of my people's in there. I bet they are. That's their thought. So who do you want on your show to get these kinds of results? Again, the results I got was I basically learned what I need to know to build a business from the people who came on my show. And if you go back to the third season of the Guy Who Knows the Guy podcast, uh, you can find it's about 50 episodes. I think it's from episodes like 60 to 100, somewhere in that range. You can You can come along with me. It's a cool journey. But I got that. And then I also found the people who would become my clients. Some of those people end up hiring me. So there's four kinds of people that you are looking for to have on a show. The four Ps. Phil Palucha taught me this. I've heard it other places. I don't know if it's originally from him, but I'm giving credit to him because he said it to me the first time. Uh, he taught me the first three Ps and I added the, the fourth P, which as you can see, it uh, sort of had to shoehorn it to fit into being a P. But first is prospects people who might be your clients. Now, you're not going to pitch them on the show. For the love of God, don't pitch them on the show. But you're going to have a conversation with them. You're going to learn about them. You're going to learn what they do. You're going to learn their story, their history, their business. You're going to build rapport with them. People love sharing their story, and you're giving them the opportunities to do that. And then after the show, you'll have the opportunity to have a conversation with them that may lead to something. Second is partners. These are people that you might team up with in a joint venture of some kind. You might do a webinar swap. You might get on their show, uh, you know, some sort of partnership. They might invite you to their super cool podcasting summit. Who knows? The third is promoters. These are people who are going, who might promote you to their audience, similar to partners, but a little more focused. People who might promote your program, possibly an affiliate thing, possibly, again, having you on their show. It's a little bit different. And the fourth is purveyors of knowledge. And I say that because some of the best value I got last year when I was doing this was what I learned from my guests. You see, I knew that I didn't know something. I didn't know what I didn't know, but I knew I was missing something because I'm watching all these other people being successful. I'm not having that success. What the heck am I missing? I can't afford to get into real deep conversation with these folks by hiring them, but I can get them on the show and ask them, what did you do? How? And frankly, that was it. I opened my show with the question, what makes you awesome? Which was a very flummoxing question. I'm not sure if I'd recommend it or not. It was interesting. Got some really interesting reactions, but those reactions almost always started with, huh, wow, interesting, weird. Huh. And then they'd tell me a story. And so it was pretty cool. But I start with what, what makes you awesome. And then how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you get so awesome? 
who doesn't want to answer the question, how do you get so awesome? Really, it's a great question because it's a compliment. And then after the compliment, it's like, now tell me your story. And people would, would tell me that. So the big question is, why would they come on your show? I've talked, touched on this a little bit already. Why would a $2,000 an hour coach come on your show that you just started that has no listeners? And there's a few different reasons why they might do that. They get to share their story. Who doesn't like telling their own origin story? Who doesn't like sitting down with someone and telling you, telling the host, how awesome they are and how they got to be so awesome? Hey, Mr. Guest, you're amazing. How'd that happen? Well, I don't like to toot my own horn, but since I'm a guest in your show, I guess I have to. It's sort of my job, isn't it? People love having the opportunity to tell their story, toot their own horn, share what's great. It's one more opportunity. Even if you only have 20, 30 listeners, even if it's just your family and your friends who listen, maybe someone in your family and friends needs to meet them, wants to hire them, needs the thing they do. We'll refer them to somebody. We'll start listening to their podcast. We'll download their freebies, share them with their friends. You never know. And for the cost of 30, 40, 50 minutes, they get one more chance to be out there. Plus, they do get to meet you. A lot of us entrepreneurs, we love doing one-to-ones. We just don't have time for them. But if I can justify that one-to-one as being a podcast interview, well, it's not just a one-to-one. It's a show. I've got an opportunity. And when people ask me to be on their show, I never ask how big is your audience. I'm like, is it at least you? Cool. Let's do it. Let's see where it goes. And the opportunity to teach if you're giving them that opportunity. You see, one of the best ways for a guest to show off how awesome they are is to teach on the air. It's not just them telling you how great they are. It's then saying, well, here's how you do this and here's how you do that. And if you say, well, I have this challenge myself, what do you think? And they can actually coach you live on the show, live to tape, then people listening will say, oh, wow, they really do know what they're talking about. They really can offer some really powerful value. And so successful entrepreneurs, successful coaches, successful people, they understand that. And people in other fields do as well. Now, I'm talking about people in the coaching space. And people in the coaching space are immersed in marketing on social media and really get themselves out there. If your guests you're trying to get are people in other spaces, very often, in certain, you know, let's say you're looking to talk to you know, leaders of manufacturing companies, nobody's inviting the CEO of a mid-sized manufacturing company to go for an interview. So if you ask them to be on an interview, they'd say, oh my gosh, of course, I'd love to be in an interview. That's amazing. Maybe the local newspaper interviewed them once when they sponsored the, the Boy Scouts or something. But, and they probably got about four lines of copy in the paper. You're giving them a 20, 30, 40 minute live to tape interview and you're gonna be sharing it. So people who aren't used to being out there, it can be a really exciting opportunity to be interviewed. So if you know who you're trying to reach, those people that you have trouble getting on the phone, if you instead say, I'd love to interview you for a podcast, it's about leadership in manufacturing and you're a great leader in manufacturing, I'd like to talk to you. Well, they're probably going to say yes to that. At least many of them likely are. But beyond that, how do you find these guests? Assuming you don't already have a list of people you're trying to get in touch with, you know, how do you find them? There's a few different ways. One is those online directory services, of which I use one, and that one is Podmatch, because Podmatch gives me more, gives me more guests than I can handle, quite frankly. But even, and as a guest, it, it gets me as many shows as I have time to be on. So Podmatch is a fantastic tool. If you're not using it, 
use it. Facebook groups are great. Uh, in many, now check the rules before you do this, but in many Facebook groups, if you're looking for guests, you can make a post saying, I'm looking for guests of a certain type. People are going to respond because there's way more people looking to get on shows than there are shows looking for guests. So it's funny. I've seen some platforms say, yeah, so for hosts, it's really hard to find guests and we'll help you do that. I'm like, really? No, that was not. Uh, people want to get on shows. So if you're having trouble finding guests, it's because you're not telling anybody. And speaking of telling anybody, referrals. You get someone on the show and you and you have an interview with them. And at the end of it, you can ask them, you can say, who else do you know who I might want to interview, who might want to come on the show, who is half as smart as you are? You know, nobody's as good as you, but who's almost as good as you who might also want to come on the show? Ask your your contact network, ask your friends, family, neighbors. Now, it is possible if you're an entrepreneur that your personal warm market is totally non-entrepreneurial, but you, maybe you have clients, maybe you have vendors, maybe you have people in networking groups. You can go to other events, go to events like Speaker's Playhouse, places like that, and say, I got a podcast, looking at people who do such and such, bring them on the show. The point is that the podcast is not about, not just about the audience. It can be. It can be if you're doing that kind of show. There's certainly some, some shows I listen to, they're highly produced. They're more like radio plays or radio documentaries or the things you'd find on Netflix. But the, the kind of podcasts that a lot of us make are much more about being networking that's shared with the world, right? It's being a conversation that we're inviting people into. That's what we're really doing. So what makes a successful podcast is making those connections with people on the show and then providing initial value by sharing that out and then seeing where that relationship can go. It's using a podcast as a networking tool to build connections. And again, to reiterate, the four kinds of people that you're going to want to build connections with on your show are prospects, partners, promoters, and purveyors of knowledge. Those are people who can teach you things. So in other words, people who might want to buy your stuff, people you might be able to team up with in various ways, people who might have an audience of people who might want to buy your stuff, and people who can teach you stuff, often about how to better sell your stuff. Now, I, I say this as if the focus is selling. And if you're not selling, you don't have a business. But, and this is very important, and this is what I'm going to leave you with, you cannot lead with sales. You must lead with service. In everything you do, whether it's serving your clients or running your podcast or even going into a sales call, you have to always carry the idea of I am here to give and to share and provide benefits. And when I do that, the value will come back to me. If you're going out there to take, you're not going to get. People are going to feel that. They're going to feel like you're coming after them. You have to go to them to share, to give. So you're bringing them on your show. And the end goal is you are hoping to make sales somehow. But that's the end goal. That's way at the end. First, you got to give and provide that value. And a podcast is a fantastic way of doing that. I'm Michael Whitehouse. I am the guy who knows a guy. That's also the name of one of my podcasts. Thank you so much. I hope you have found this valuable. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 213. Then share the link with one person that you believe it would add value to. Until next time, thank you for listening.